Hey, this is Isaiah Nelson. This is something I would like to call the Forever Growing, aka Forever Learning Podcast. Now, today I have a great guest, and I know what y'all are gonna say. You know, you're just saying that because who it is, but I mean, I have to say it. It is my mother. Okay, my mother's a warrior. She's a fighter. She has strength that I would, man, that I can't even phantom. And before I introduce her, because today's topic is, is going to be about beating cancer, because she didn't just beat it once, she beat it twice. But before I introduce her, I just want to say this, is she reminds me of the definition of great. Now, I've said this in other episodes, but she fits the definition of this. Being great is when you can do without, okay? Now, uh, I say it all the time, it's easier for us to be great when we are in perfect health, when everything aligns together, when everyone is on our side. But what if you have to beat sicknesses and, and, and illnesses, and not just one time, but multiple times, or you have to be without something that you're comfortable with, or you know, things in your life are just not aligning the way that you want it to align. Can you still be great? Can you still be good at what you do? Well, my mother defines that. Like I said, she beat cancer twice and her spirit is still strong. Her outlook on life is still strong. And I say she is a real model, not a role model. A role model that kind of show you an image. A real model show you their, their flaws, their issues, their, their um, challenges, and they show you how they work through all of that mess to be a testimony. I always say one of a few of the spiritual gifts that God give us is wisdom intellect and knowledge intellect is how we beat and how we fight the challenges in the negativities knowledge is what we know through studying and wisdom is the experience that we have through the challenges and through the complicated life that we live and we come out on top as far as spiritually and as far as the outcome so without further ado let me introduce my mother this is the only time i can call her by her maiden name because other than that i gotta say my mom but i got an excuse today because y'all have to know her name. This, let me introduce my lovely mother, Augustine Nelson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, doing great. Highly right. favored and blessed. Oh yeah, highly favored and blessed. All right, so the first question that I'm going to ask, we're going to jump straight into this thing. Like I said, you got things to do, I got things to do. Um, so we're going to jump straight into this. So what type of cancer or cancers did you have? Because you are a two-time cancer survivor. So just kind of explain that, and you can go as deep as you want to go as far as as far as the signs and symptoms, as far as how you felt, and just etc. But first, you know, what kind of cancers did you have, and then you know, just how did it all come about? Well, first I um, had ovarian tumors. Um, how I discovered the ovarian tumors is when um, I was having irregular periods. Um, to me, they were normal. I've always had regular periods or cycles. Um, and talking with other people and hearing their horror stories by having irregular period uh, cycles um, kind of scared me. You know, um, I was in my 40s um, and I was giving advice about partial hysterectomies, hysterectomies, you know, just hearing other people's different opinions. But at the end of the day, um, I went and talked with my uh, GYN, gynecologist, and uh, she did tell me I had fibroristic tumors. And if they wasn't uh, altering my lifestyle, 
that we was going to just leave him alone. Um, but then after some time went by, I just made a decision that, you know, well, I'm not having any kids anymore, so I'll just get a partial hysterectomy. Well, in the process of going to get the partial hysterectomy, I had to do a, a, a test to where she was pre prepping me for the partial hysterectomy. And then she had informed me that um, one of my ovaries looked at fine, but she couldn't see the other ovary because it was attached to the cervix and that they wouldn't be able to tell everything until they got in. So um, after the surgery, she came back, she told me everything was successful, but they had to remove one of the, the, I think the left or the right side of the ovary because it was attached to the cervix, so they had to take it. But in the biopsy, it showed that I had a cancerous tumor. And I thank God for that because um, he showed great mercy and grace because um, that tumor was still uh, intact. It hadn't... Um, spread it or anything so I didn't need any chemo or anything but mm. six weeks later I had to have the other surgery because they figured where well, if it's a tumor in one ovary it possibly could be a tumor in the other ovary right. so that was the only thing with that that I had to have two back-to-back -back surgeries and it was a total hysterectomy so um I never thought in my lifetime that I would have to hear the c-word of cancer um, you know, you have your momentarily moment of paranoia and being scared and and all that stuff. But I, I just know that my faith in God got me through. And then uh, just when you think that you nick that um, years later in uh, 2014, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And then um, I had to go through that process all over again. But with this process, it was a little bit more uh, serious. It was in the second stage. And I had to uh, have surgery. And then after the first surgery, I, it returned in the same year, six months later. So I had to have a second surgery. And then um, the chemo uh, was not properly uh, administered to me. They didn't properly prep me for it. So um, everybody has a right to fire their doctors if their doctors is not listening or properly have a right. team. You need to have a team. And I, I guess going to the hospital and the clinic where I went to, everybody did everything separately. Um to where one person didn't know what the other person was doing. And um, I, my pharmacist caught it uh, after they had already administered the chemo uh, before they gave me the Atlantis. And they were supposed to have prepped me for that, put me on a special diet. They didn't do any of that. So uh, the one round of chemo that I had, it almost killed me. Mm. So, um, um, that was the reason why I decided not to do any more chemo and found out through that when you stand your ground 
And sometimes the doctor will try to uh, make you scared and say you're going to die and all this stuff. But you just have to have your faith. You have to step out on faith and just say, you know what? Uh, If God going to take me, he going to take me. But you really have to step out on faith and just say, you know, there's got to be another way. Just don't accept what man say because I know that there has to be another way. And then found out I had other choices um, that was opened up to me when I switched hospital switch doctors and that's what I'm on now I and mean, I've been on that for uh five years and then after my five year anniversary of being cancer free um after my radiation because I did do radiation for uh 14 weeks and that was successful um but after me do- being on the Remedex for five years and then everything is still saying I'm cancer free um they want me to stay on it for five more years you know, and the only side effects so far from the Arimidex that I'm taking for uh, um, uh, my cancer uh, treatment is that it will um, put you at high risk for osteoporosis, which I found out that the chemo, the type of chemo that I was on, speeded that process up like 10 times. So it another round of chemo, I probably would end up with osteoporosis anyway, you know? So the dosage of the Arimidex is a much more slower, uh, um, side effect of osteoporosis and it's not as, uh, poisonous as chemo. So, um, you know, with ovarian tumors and breast cancer, I just, I have to give God all praise and glory on that because I just feel like my faith in him. And like I say, God gives us stuff, gives us uh, 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 mercy and grace, but we have to obtain faith through believing in him. Absolutely. And you brought up some very, very um, good points that actually, um, because that's the next question, spiritually, how did you beat cancer twice? I know a lot of people believe that everything is just through the two lenses that we see from. But we don't realize that everything starts with our mind, our bodies. You know, it starts with our outlook on things. I want you all to look up this book. I said this book in other episodes as well. The Super Healing, I'm sorry, Your Super Healing Mind, Body Connection. Again, it's Your Super Healing Mind, Body, and Connection. And it talked about personality, stress, and health. um, And how it affects your, your illness. Okay. Now, in the... Chapter one, it says, when we are ill, how we respond to the illness greatly affects how well we feel. Okay, I'm not going to mispronounce the name, but H-I-P-P-O-C-R-A-T-E-S. This individual said that I would rather know the person who has the disease than know the disease the person has. Again, this individual said, I would rather know the person who has the disease than know the disease the person has. Studies have found that personality traits have an effect on long-term cancer survival. Um, survival, I'm sorry. In a study to predict survival rates in terms of remission. The researchers found that personality classification could predict medical outcomes in 88% of the patients who had a rapidly progressing cancer. The most important characteristic was that 
inability to relieve anxiety or depression. Again, when you're dealing with a sickness, when you're dealing with an illness, those are the first two things, anxiety and depression. Now, I do want to say this before I finish reading the chapter. A lot of things are normal. It's kind of like your fight and flight response. Your body is normally going to feel nervous. It's going to get a little shaky. Okay, you're going to feel a little bit of, you know, that little bubbly feeling in your stomach. But it's what you do after that. All right. So, again, the most important characteristic was the inability to relieve anxiety or depression. Okay, it's normal to have anxiety and depression when you're dealing with um, sickness, especially when you're dealing with it multiple times, especially at the same time. But it says only 46% of people with a poor ability to cope went into remission. So, okay, people that were stressed and had kind of like a negative look on it, you know, they still survived, but it's only 46%. Of those with a fighting spirit, again, of those with a fighting spirit, 75% experienced a positive outcome. All right. So again, we have to pretty much the reason why I like to go off of percentages, because I always say if somebody said you had a 20 percent chance of walking out the front door and surviving and then an 80 percent chance of walking out the back door and surviving. The only way I can see a person going with the 20 percent is if they are a stunt devil or they just like to take a lot of, you know, crazy um, risk. So, again, it says that 75 percent of people that had a positive um, look on it, it ended up being a positive outcome as far as dealing with cancer. All right, so in me asking you that question, do you feel like your spirit, your personality played a part in you beating cancer twice? Well, you know, that's funny that you uh, touch on that because I can remember when I was in the hospital um, after my round of chemo and people was coming and visiting me and, and praying with me. And I remember something that my nephew had said and uh, my uh, sister-in-law, she told me, she was like, yeah, uh, uh, auntie don't look too good. Like she goes, I think she going to die. I think she going to die. And, um, at, at the time when she told me it was funny because, you know, my hands was peeling, my hair was falling out, my lips was black, I couldn't eat, I couldn't swallow, I had C. diff, I had all of this stuff going on with me, things that were supposed to last, uh, they said C. diff usually lasts 30 or more days, and mine's lasted three days, um, um, I couldn't eat, and even though I couldn't eat, you know, uh, my, my sister, she rallied around me, and um, she was asking, uh, the doctors and they couldn't give no answers or questions. So she started bringing all kind of healthy vegetables and fruits and making, uh, shakes and stuff, healthy shakes and stuff for me to get the protein in my body because mm. I couldn't eat. And while all this was going on, you know, I still had an appetite, you know, uh, my sister was bringing mashed potatoes down there and, and, and with gravy on it and, and <laughs> cut up chicken. And and it's like, I mean, my stomach was willing, man, but if, like, if I didn't have the mouth uh, uh, soreness in my mouth and my throat, I would have ate it. But it's like, um, I it's just one thing that sticks with me to let me know that 
it was the grace of God and my faith in him. Because like I say, you have to obtain faith. God said, have faith in me. So when he say have faith in me, that means that I need to obtain it. Mm. Okay. Um, he's not going to give faith to me. <laughs> I have to obtain it. I have to willingly say, Lord, I trust you. Okay. And I guess uh, I was so focused on the doctors trying to set up another round of chemo and uh, wondering why no one could give me any answers. And everybody was around me looking at me like I was about to die. But I'm telling you, God has the last say in everything because Mm -hmm. I didn't feel death. People may have saw death, but I didn't feel like I was dying. Okay. And I feel like that's a big difference. You know, I was in the hospital. I was in critical, critical condition. Um, and other people was able to see me, but I couldn't see me. I didn't even feel it. So I feel that your spirituality and your faith in God plays a big part in, uh, your surviving anything. And, um, he, he allows your will to be done. You know, if his will and your will is in alignment with each other, then, um, mercy and grace sets in. And another thing that I wanted to point out that diet also plays a very, uh, good part. God said, take care of your body. Mm. And I feel that if I would have been prepped properly on the proper diet, eating the proper things before chemo, I don't think I would have had that almost death experience. Um, there's a lot of people that be on chemo and they survive it because their body is strong. Um, they're eating, they're exercising and, um, depending on what type of cancer it is. So I just feel like diet, your spirituality, faith in God, meditation is all partners together rallying Mm. around you and pulling you through. You know, I think these are your, uh, names that God gives guardian angels, you know, that you can't see, but the names they give it is, you know, just your meditation, eating right, um, your faith in him and just your will, your determination and knowing that God can do all things and to know that everything that Jesus died on the cross for, okay, was stamped on the day that he was crucified and he died for everything that I went through. And the only thing I had to do was just go through the process and believe. Yeah, and um, the other question that I wanted to ask was, what is some of the the issues? That, and you kind of alluded to it earlier as far as doctors trying to scare you. Sometimes I think doctors is like the detectives that pull you in the back room and even if you ain't do the crime, you know, they kind of <laughs> try to force or bully you into admitting what you did so they can close the case. Um, and you kind of alluded to it, so I don't want you to have to continue to repeat mm. yourself. But what is one of the biggest thing that the doctor told you that you had to do? Because I know one thing that come to mind, I believe it was the chemo. Mm-hmm. And it was a funny story you told me about that. So <laughs> I wanted you to explain that story about the whole chemo incident. 
Well, uh, I think after the second day I was in the hospital and um, the oncologist at that time came in and he was telling me that, oh, we want to um, uh, get your electrolytes back up and um, we want to um, uh, set you up for a round of chemo in a couple of days. And I told him, I said, the devil is a lie. I said, you're not putting no more of that poison in me. You know, I said, you're going to have to tell me what's wrong with me, get my body back right. I said, I'm not taking no more of that poison. And he just bluntly outright said, if you don't take chemo, you're going to die. Hmm. And I said, well, if I die, I'll die at my own will in my own way. Oh, yeah. But I will not take any more of that chemo because if God wanted me dead, then then his will be done. <laughs> but it won't be at the hand of some doctor pumping poison into my system, you know? So I said, no, I will not take any more. There's gotta be other options out here. And I just did not want to my will. And I just said, you know, it it had to be God putting that in me to fight for other options. And, and when you fight for other options and you step out on faith, you know, it's just like Ray Shack, Bean Shack, and the Bendigo. They was in the fiery furnace, and they didn't bow before the king. Mm-hmm. And he said everybody that didn't bow was going to be thrown in the furnace. And they was thrown in the furnace, but they did not, they was not consumed. That means they, they didn't burn because it was Jesus was in there with them, holding the fire and the flames back. So uh, I, I, I think about that story a lot, you know, when you... Uh, step out on faith because they 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 refused to bow before the king. You know if they was gonna bow, they was gonna be bow before the Almighty Creator, which is our God that created this heaven and earth, and not before a man. You know. Oh yeah, and you kind of went right into the next question. What do you feel like work for the most part as far as you know you beating cancer uh, twice? Was it more so? Uh, uh, medicine was it holistics was it your lifestyle now you did touch on that you talked about diet mm-hmm. you pretty much talked about um your spirituality and i even read you know a certain passage from the um book where it talked about where it was kind of confirming what you were just saying as far as your personality towards a sickness you know it do play a part in the outcome you know of it but you do have people out there um and I, I can admit it, it do get a little frustrating when people talk about, okay, well, if you take this, if you don't take chemo, you're going to die. Or if you don't take holistic medicines, you're going to die. Or, you know, you need to take these pharmaceuticals. I'm a firm believer that if you are a spiritarian, that's why you study your environment, you study your body to know what's the best decision for you. But for you, do you feel like all medis, pharmaceutical medicines is bad when dealing with um, a sickness? Um, do you feel like, is it bad most of the time, some of the times? Um, have you ever looked into holistic medicines, whether it may be um, CBD oils or whether it may be even like uh, like wheatgrass or things of that nature? Um, like, how do you feel about that whole ordeal as far as how it works with you? Because again, on this podcast, we mainly talk about testimonies. I try not to talk about things from a broad sense all the time. I know sometimes I do, but I try not to do it all the time because again, I want people to get into the habit of looking at their testimony and seeing what works for them and not jumping on the Mr. and Mrs. Me Too movement. So for you, what do you feel like 
was more effective in terms of medicine. You already talked about the lifestyle, spirituality, and diet, but as far as medicine, let's just, you know, let me just um, speak, uh, ask you that. Well, you know, um, I'm finding out that a lot of man-made discovery medicines have a lot of side effects, right. a lot of poisons, a lot of additives that is not good for the body. Now, what is, real quick, what is additive for people that don't know? Because I never... I never fully know what that means. I'm getting my education too. Okay. So you said additives. Additives like um, when they when they making these medications, they some of these medications may stem from uh, natural holistic stuff. Okay, they, some of this stuff may, but then they have to form it. You know. Uh, they have to break it down. They have to use other additives, other f- colorings to form the pills or form the medication. So they put other stuff in it to package it and to, to, to make it look like a green pill or a blue pill or a big round pill or an oval shaped pill. Mm. It's stuff they're putting in that along with the medication, okay, to form it. And then you got this medicine that 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 does such wonderful thing on your one ailment, but then you got twenty or thirty other side effects that can kill you. Mm. So now you got to pick your battles. You got to ask yourself: Is it even worth it? You know. Now, when it comes to the chemo, the chemo may have killed the cancer, but it's also killing everything else in my body. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So to me, that wasn't worth it. You know, if I'm going to die, I want to die, you know, just because the cancer. I don't want to die because I'm trying to fight the cancer and then I still died anyway. That's how my mother died. <laughs> mm. Okay. I mean, she she was fighting the chemo, fighting the cancer with the rounds of chemo, but then the cancer was gone, but now the chemo did irreversible damage. To where she died anyway. So wow. what was the point? You know, but I'm not going to bash or put down all medicines because I would say any medicines that can do their job with the least amount of side effects and you weigh your pros and your cons. If you got more pros than cons, then I say make a decision. Go for it. Pray over it. Because God can combat and stand and, and, and stop and slow the process of anything that men have discovered. You know, not created, because God created everything. But when man put it together, it's not perfect. When God puts something together, it becomes perfect. And, you know, pray over your medication. You know, uh, when God lifted up the two loaves of bread or whatever in the fish, you know, and a whole basket of fish and bread came about. So, you know, just like we pray over our food, pray over your medication. Because, um, you know, I just feel that, uh, like I've touched on before, lifestyle, you know, your change of diet, you know, along with uh, prescription medications uh, can c- come together and do wonders. But if you got life-threatening side effects, and when they say these side effects, a lot of these side effects is what some people experience, not all. So anytime one person or two people experience something, they have to make it known or they can get sued. So like I say, they have to say these things. 
But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, I just say uh, the number one thing is your faith. The next thing is learning that you have to make a lifestyle change. And lifestyle change meaning uh, your meditation, uh, your change of diet, exercise, uh, how you look at things, um, being stressed out. All this stuff, you know, plays a part in you minimizing it and 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 and, and um, minimizing it and uh, uh, to where you can have a better chance at overcoming uh, your illness. Yeah, and to anybody that's pretty much listening, because um, you hear her talk a lot about her her faith. Why is faith important? Because a wise man told me that when you pray, you don't pray for miracles to come down from the sky. Okay, you pray so the universe can validate or give you certain answers or it can show you pretty much what's going on and how things need to pretty much um, happen. And that's why it's, it's, it's extremely important, okay, to to have faith. So if you're listening to this and, and you you may be a Buddhist or even if you Islamic or even if even if you are a five percenter or whatever the case may um, be, uh, the reason why it's very important for us to pray because prayer is in meditation, whatever you want to call it, it is manifestation. It is law of attraction. I say it all the time. Words have spells. Words just don't come from anywhere like a fart in the wind. So that's why you got to be careful what you say in your mind. That's why you have to be careful what you say out loud. Because I don't know why we think when we say things to ourselves, it is not being heard. Okay? It may not be heard through a physical body, but on a spiritual realm, it is being heard okay now there's different things that go along with it's not just the words that you speak it's also how you feel and what the universe would do it will show you the reality of what you are manifesting and what you are feeling so that's why that is very and extremely important because you will start to you know see the results and see how certain things line up and you know why things are the way that it, you know, pretty much needs to be because one important factor, even when you meditate, is that you have to admit, you have to release and let go and realize there are certain things in nature that we have no control over. There are certain things that we can't stop. There are certain things that we can't start as far as from a nature um, aspect. But what the universe will show you through having faith and, you know, um, being deep into your spirituality is it will show you how much free will and control you have Okay, I always say you can't control what people say to you, but you can control where, how you accept it. You can't control on what men do, but you can control where, how you learn what men do and what, how you can be better and how you can duck and dodge. When you're playing chess, you have no control over the opponent that you're playing chess against. In their mind, they got their own agendas. They have their own bottom line. But does that mean that you throw in the game? Do that mean that you just say, okay, I'm not going to play chess? No. Your job is, okay, let me watch, let me study, let me not play checkers, this is chess, and let me see what moves I need to make with the pieces 
that I have. And when you're playing chess, what are you doing constantly? You're talking to yourself. You are strategizing, okay? You're going through a certain form of meditation or prayer, whatever you want to call it, and it's, and it's working through you. Then you start to feel a certain way. So your words turn into feelings, and then it, and then it goes into action. So again, that's why it is very, very important because remember, just like they can create evil or medicines that is laced or things that is not good for us, why can't we create a superpower with our manifestation, with our faith, with our law of attraction to counter that? And don't think for a minute, that's another thing we got to watch out for. We get brainwashed into thinking there's no way to beat it. I was telling my friend this the other day, be careful with all the, it's good to look at some of the negativity that's going on because we need to see the people that's dying from sickness and illnesses and what they're putting in food. But I think sometimes we get so stuck on that where we don't see people that actually counter that. Start studying. Again, remember what I said about what we have control over. We have control over looking up testimonies of people that beat diseases, that beat viruses, okay, through holistics or even with them taking pharmaceuticals. They knew when to start taking them, when to when to stop taking them, and then they transferred it over to what they eat um, to reduce their anxiety and depression, to holistics. And some people didn't even take any holistics or any medicine at all. It was strictly off of spirituality. Like, it's testimonies out there that is um, pretty much like that. So start looking. I encourage people to start looking into that and stop being so stop feeding in into the propaganda of being afraid of everything. Like these diseases and viruses are just the big Goliaths that we can't beat. But you can go ahead. Yeah, well, just to piggyback off of that is that I always say that, first of all, God gives us free will. And he gives us all the tools that we need to function. Um, we go to him in prayer to where we may use them properly. Um, and someone made a, a statement one time that made so much sense and it really explains self-will is 20% problem and 80% of how you deal with it. Mm. So when you look at it like that, you know, we have the tools. So when you have a situation, when you're going through something, when uh, sickness is presented to you, now that's 20% of the issue. Mm -hmm. The other 80% is how you deal with it, how mm. you look at it, how you allow it to manifest even faster in your body or slow the process down by using the tools that's been given to you even from birth. Okay, right. when you learn how to walk, talk, we have the power, we have self-will, we we have the faith, we have everything. God gave us, equipped us with everything that we need to survive in this universe. Absolutely. So, you know, that's just, that's just all. Now, again, I am not trying to sit up here and say that it is easy because that's, that's when you're trying to, we've been um, embedded and infested with the the get rich scheme the easy way out okay um the the pacifier way of doing things for so long it is very difficult to not go along with kind of like 
what we've been taught to believe as far as, okay, you have to take this, okay, you have to do that. And I'm not minimizing anybody that took um, chemo and they beat, uh, you know, uh, you know, cancer. I'm not um, minimizing anybody that, that did that. I'm just saying be careful for how much credit you give to man because our body has the ability to heal itself. Our body has the ability to heal itself even when we're not treating it right. You know, so give yourself some of that credit, you know, and what I mean by giving yourself some of that credit, I mean, you know, the, the spiritual strength that God put into into you. So, you know, give it to God first and then start giving yourself some of that credit. And then, like I said, secondly, start looking at these positive, um, you know, um, outcomes. All right. Even people that have passed away from illnesses and sickness, there's still purposes and, and lessons to learn within that. So it always starts back to how you pretty much look at things. And the last question I'm going to ask is, because um, I found this interesting, is how do um, cancer relate to, you know, uh, HIV? If I'm even, um, I want to make sure that I, that I pretty much say that right, because there's some type of um, relation as far as cancer and HIV. If you can explain that better. Well, as a, as an HIV counselor, um, I just was re- um, I re uh, took the modules and was recertified as an HIV counselor. Um, and when I would talk to my clients and get them to understand the risk factors, um, people didn't understand that HIV puts you at higher risk for certain types of cancers. Mm. Um, and the number one uh, cancer can come through a sexually transmitted uh, virus called HPV. And when a lot of people that have HPV and HIV, you know, is uh, attacking the immune system, you know, um, it's like a gateway to other cancers because now your immune system is compromised and it's not as strong as it should be. And uh, while the HIV is attacking uh, your immune system, you know, um, you really don't have proper defenses. So you have H you have, it, it'll put you at higher risk for um, um, certain cancers. So mm -hmm. uh, even if you don't have a history or if it's not genetic through uh, your mother or your father's side of the family, um, uh, people also have to look at um, that uh, putting yourself in high-risk uh, situations of obtaining uh, HIV, um, um, you know, other than you and you are infected by it, you know, that that's how this can come about. That's the connection mm. with uh, HIV and cancer, you know. Um, and then the in-between virus, which is called the human papillomavirus, and, um, which, is, which they, the acronym is HPV. So um, when, you, when you look at uh, HIV, um, um, it was kind of hard at times. And talking to clients and getting them to understand because they was trying to, you know, 
okay so is this so when you get hiv you catching cancer no you can't catch cancer but what you can obtain from another partner is hpv and hiv which both attacks the immune system and then that the immune system is your defensive for the body to uh, 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 fight off different things and help heal you properly and with the those two things uh, attacking the immune system sometimes it makes it harder and then you can obtain other different types of cancers of the body oh, I don't yeah. know if I you know explained that correctly but um, um well I always say with the forever growing um, podcast even when we give out information you know, we research the information, but there's always a fact check. So, um, check, I should say. Um, so, anytime we give out any information, it's always good to, you know, double check it anyway. And then, because things change. Okay. Um, we were just talking about the, um, the HIV modules where, you know, the window period changed. Okay. And, you know, what we thought you know, HIV was, you know, new information came out, you know, so that, that changed. So that's why I call it a forever growing podcast, because all we give out is the information, you know, the, the best part of the information, but learning and researching is forever, you know, but anyways, um, that, that concludes the episode. Like to thank you for being a part of it, being a two time cancer survivor. So this is dedicated to all the people out there that beat cancer, that beat leukemia, even if you still, even if you have something that is not curable and you still living and you still breathing, that's great. Even if you have loved ones that passed away from it, um, again, it's still a blessing in, um, you know, undisguised, okay? Because through grief, there's always something that's supposed to start, something that's supposed to stop, and something that's supposed to be researched. So nothing happens for nothing. I know that's what you may feel and what you may think. But once all of that pain is released, you will start to see that, again, the meaning behind that. So this is just dedicated to everybody that is that's going that's going through similar things as far as sicknesses and illnesses and, you know, viruses. So this is motivating to me, you know, inspiring to me, because rather it's autism, rather it's cancer or like anything like we can't no longer look at it. Like, okay, well, man, they ain't got nothing to do with me or I feel so sorry for that individual. I don't I don't see how they do it because I mean it's becoming too much of a routine. You know, it seems like everybody we know or whether it's family member or friends or even us, there's some some form of cancer. Um and there's so many different ways to catch cancer in, in your in your in your private parts, in your in your um breasts, in your in your head, in your um face, like even all inside of the body. Like there's so many different ways and that's why I alluded to the miracle of the body, how every day we duck and dodge the thousands of viruses, if not millions of viruses and diseases, you know, how we're able to dodge it, um, how we're able to, you know, fight it even when we catch it, you know, so give, you know, our, our credit to the spiritual creator, to ourselves, okay, and everything else is here to help, fruits, vegetables, I'll even mention certain uh, pharmaceutical uh medications, even doctors, all doctors is not bad, but they are not our God. Remember, it's all about how you look at it in the mind. There are the helpers and then there are the creators. We are the creator of our lessons, of our um, blessings. This is what God put in us. So we have to start looking at it like that. Okay. And stop looking at it the other way around. Like these individuals or that pill 
have control over all of our, um, you know, um, lives. So, and I'm saying that even with vegetables and fruits, because they're doing recalls on that. You know, again, we still have the ability and we still have the strength. Our body is a walking, living miracle. So thank y'all for listening. Any last things you wanted to say? No, just, um, uh, just eat well, live well, and laugh a lot. Oh yeah, and, laughter and, is. That's and it. live life, live on purpose. Live on purpose. I like that. Live on purpose. Unapologetically. I ain't. I don't feel bad for living. Thank y'all for listening. This is the Forever Growing Podcast. We out.